let's open the Word of God and go straight to the Word of God in um, the, the uh, book of Acts in chapter 1. Book of Acts, chapter 1. <clears throat> book of Acts in chapter 1. And we're going to read a few verses of the Word of God there. And... Um, <clears throat> Let me uh, open my notes here, and uh, <clears throat> it's going to be uh, um, beginning in, um, let's see, beginning in verse 6. We're going to read only from verse 6 to verse 9. Very well-known passage also of the scripture. I'm not there yet. Give me one minute here. Um <clears throat> You can uh, stand up, please, so that we can read together the Word of God. That means I'm reading aloud and you follow along. Um, so, um, Book of Acts, chapter 1, and beginning in verse 6, the Word of God says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth." Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his blessing. Father, we uh, thank you for the uh, fellowship that we have, Father, for the opportunity to be here, gather in your name. Uh, help us to understand that that's a privilege, uh, Lord, to come and worship you in your house of prayer. And now, Lord, uh, forgive our sins, our shortcomings. I personally ask you to Forgive my sins, Father, and my negligence at times of, you know, doing your work and starting your work, Father. Uh, forgive me for that. And may your Holy uh, Spirit be our teacher uh, today, Father, that, Lord, uh, that you may help me in my ignorance, Father, to open your word and that I may not say anything against your word. And, Father, if in my... Um, weakness and ignorance i do that that you may bring the right thing and the right approach to your word to my brothers and sisters this morning father bless your word and bless us with your word in jesus name we pray amen please be seated <clears throat> so in these verses um, of the scripture that we just read uh, and in general this book of the book of acts Luke, the author of this book, is writing to let us know basically the history of Christianity itself in this book, the book of Acts. And obviously, you know, with a special focus in the Lord's church, we see that in this book. And as an introduction to this book of Acts, he reminds us that he wrote before to tell us about of all the things that Jesus did or that he began to do and teach. That's what we see in the very beginning, verse 1 and verse 2. As a matter of fact, in verse 2, he emphasized 
that before he was taken up, the Lord Jesus Christ, before he was taken up to heaven, he had given commandments to the apostles, to his disciples. And it is interesting that Luke, the author, reminds us of a very specific commandment that we see there. That commandment that is known as the Great Commission. That's what we see there. You look at verse uh, uh, 8. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So, this is, uh, yes, it is consistent with the message that Luke uh, gave us uh, uh, in 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 the in the uh, Gospel of Luke. Uh, let's go there very quick and uh, keep uh, this passage ready. We're going to come back to this. So let's go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter twenty-four. Chapter twenty-four, <clears throat> and you will see that what we find in Luke chapter twenty-four. Is very similar to what we see here in the in the book of Acts, and uh, here we see the Lord Jesus Christ uh, speaking in uh, Luke chapter twenty-four and verse forty-six. <clears throat> verse forty-six, he says in verse in verse forty-six, and said unto them, "This is the Lord Jesus Christ. Those it is written." And those it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. So we see the gospel there. And that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. Please remember that verse 48. Very, very short, but... And ye are witnesses of these things. Verse 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. So you see, very similar, very similar, basically kind of the same, same message there. And we're not going to go there, but you may remember that this passage of the Great Commission is found in... Uh, practically all the Gospels, you know, probably a little different in the Gospel of John, but we find it in Matthew, uh, the end of the Gospel in chapter 28, verse 18, 20. We find it in Mark uh, chapter um, 16, verse 15 and 16. We find it here, obviously. We find, find that uh, in John chapter 15, 26 and 27. We're not going to go there, but um, let us clarify one thing first. We know and we believe and we understand that the Great Commission was not given only to the apostles, but it was given to them in, cap in the capacity of a church. Because otherwise, you know, if that was only to them, then, you know, we were free of that commandment. That's not the case. That's not the case. And that's the first thing that we have to acknowledge. This Great Commission was given the church and it was given to all of us as Christians so let's go back to the book of Acts in our main text <clears throat> I call your attention to um, verse 8 
one more time. What he says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And now pay attention to this statement. And ye shall be witnesses unto me. Ye shall be witnesses unto me. That's the subject that we have today. Ye shall be witnesses unto me. Now the first thing that we want to clarify is what does, does that mean? What does that mean to, to be a witness? Even if you check different definitions in a regular dictionary, you're going to find some definitions there, and then we can even apply that uh, in, 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 the, um, uh, in our faith. You know, a witness is a person who sees an event happening, a person who has knowledge or practical experience of a particular subject. So in order to be a truthful witness, you know, either you were there, you were part of it, you have good knowledge from a good source, valid source, but bottom line, you may have also a practical experience on that particular subject. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard to be a witness. How can you be a witness of something that in reality you don't know details about, that you have not experienced, that you have not seen, that you were not there? You wouldn't be a good witness for that. So applied to the Christian faith, the first thing that we want to mention that in order to be a witness unto the Lord, you have to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to be a disciple. You have to be a Christian. You have, uh, you know, you, you have to be someone who has experienced salvation in Christ. Otherwise, you cannot be talking about something that you have not experienced yourself. Someone who knows for certain that his or her sins have been forgiven. That is someone that could, that can actually be a witness. Of the, uh, a witness of, of the Lord Jesus Christ unto the Lord. So it's someone that understands and knows that his, his or her sins were uh, forgiven not because of his own works or merits, but based only in the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. A witness... Oh, the Lord is someone who knows that his only hope and assurance of forgiveness of his sins is in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone that has been born from above, from God, who has experienced firsthand the miracle of salvation. So this is a crucial, major prerequisite, if you will, to be a witness of the Lord. So the obligated question here to make it personal is this. Have you been born again? Have you ever repented of your sins? Have you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Then and only then you can be a witness unto the Lord if you have experience salvation you have been born from above you have repented of your sins 
if you understand that there is nothing good on you, that everything comes from above. It's a gift from God. And that unless he had intervened in your life, you and I will be in our way to hell. The eternal torment. So, in order to be a witness unto the Lord, we have to be a disciple. We have to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, keep a marker here. We're coming back to this uh, passage, but let's go a little further here in the book of Acts in chapter 4. Chapter 4. See what happened with the, um, with the apostles in uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 15 verse 15 uh, we have there uh, it says in verse 15 uh, chapter 4 um, but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council they confer among themselves saying what shall we do to this man for that indeed an notable miracle had been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it Verse 17, but that it, it is spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. So you may remember they were trying to, to tell them, hey, do not continue talking about that man, Jesus Christ. Don't preach the gospel. And, and then it says, um, um, Verse uh, 18, and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you, more than unto God, judge ye. And look at verse 20, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. They were witnesses firsthand. Of the things that the Lord did in salvation. They experienced salvation. And they understood that it was just by the grace of God. Uh, based on the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ in Calvary. So. Again to be. A, in order to be a witness unto the Lord. We have to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise we cannot be a disciple. And so, one more time, have you ever considered your life? Are you safe? Are you safe of your sins? Have you repented of your sins? Have you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did in Calvary? What will happen to you if the Lord called you today? If God called you today, if this was your last day, the last day of your life, if your heart were to stop and then your soul depart your body, what will happen to you? You have hesitations or if you understand that you wouldn't be, your soul will not be in the very presence of God, but instead will be going to the place of torment called hell. So it is certain for you to consider your life to repent of your sins and come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you may say, brother, but uh, I like to do it, but I don't even have desire to do it. And I cannot do it. 
I will tell you, hey, you still have hope because that hope doesn't rest upon you. It's not in your power. You need to humble to the Lord. You need to come to him and just tell him, as that man said, help my unbelief. Lord gave me this, the faith. Give me the saving faith and help me to believe you. Change my heart. Give me the saving faith to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, to believe in you. You are saved by the grace of God. Thank the Lord for it. You have received the gift of God, the gift of salvation, and therefore the power to be a witness unto the Lord. In that verse 8, uh, in um, Acts chapter 1, we see that it says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So the power of the Holy Spirit is in us. If we are safe by the grace of God. Keep a marker here and let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 11. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. It says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And look at verse 12. That we should be to the praise of his glory. Who first trusted in Christ. In whom ye also trusted. And listen, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of, of your salvation, in whom also after that they believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. We have the Holy Spirit. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of the promise with a purpose that we can actually be witnesses unto the Lord, unto the praise of His glory. You remember the Lord Jesus told His disciples when He promised the Holy Spirit, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Are you very afraid to witness uh, other, to other people? Do you feel like you cannot do it? Sometimes you want to and you are shaking and you cannot do it. Pray the Lord. Pray Him and, and He will give you. Uh, he will open doors. He will give you the courage. He will give you even the right words. I cannot even tell you the number of times while we were doing ministry in, in, in Mexico and even here with this group of people. When I get there on the bus and the school bus that, you know, that they are using as transportation because they are many, I'm going to be honest with you. There are times when I see the door open and several people already there and, uh, you know, I'm afraid. Uh, I always ask the Lord, Lord, you know, praying in my mind, in my heart. Hey, give me the courage to get there and, and open doors and give me grace with that people. Give me the words, give me the wisdom. 
and um, and it's a blessing. And from time to time, you know, we're gonna be shut down, even for you know by people. But it is okay. Remember our Savior; He humbled Himself and died on the cross for us. Shouldn't we taking a little bit of that affliction on us to be a witness unto him and to preach the gospel as he opened doors? Are we too much in our comfort zone that, you know, we don't want to even suffer a little bit? If I can call that word suffer for the cause of Christ, and I hesitate to call it even suffering, you know, because suffering is to be persecuted and to put your life at risk. And we are far, far from doing that, to be quite honest with you. Oh, that he may help us, that he may even equip us better, that he may give us a different heart, a different attitude towards fulfilling this commandment. To be his witness. He, ye shall be witnesses unto me. Let me be honest with you at this point in time and tell you that I believe this is one of the great failures that we have. Even in our kind of churches. Yes, we call it, hey, I'm a landmark Baptist. And, and, and yes, I have very sound doctrine. I believe the doctrines of grace. I believe local church. I have very sound doctrine. That's great. And now, how are you reaching out to others? How are you publishing, proclaiming the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? And brothers and sisters, I hope I'm not getting there, uh, stepping in your toes too, too much, but I have heard all kinds of things in this country, why that cannot be done. And yet, Every place where I have lived, you know, I have, I have seen Jehovah Witnesses, example, trying to pass on a track or even, you know, knocking at my door. There are different ways to do this. Let me put a challenge in front of you, a little personal, if you will, and I hope it's not rude, but it's, you know, to, to tell you where I'm coming from. Uh, I'm very... Um, um, Thankful for the ministry that you have and for the newspaper that, that you publish. It's been a blessing to me every time that I receive it and that I read it. And um, um, I have worked a little bit on translating also some of the material that you have from your former pastor, Brother Milburn. I think I already translated uh, uh, Landmarkism. I think it's a small track. And I'm working now. And pray for me on that one. I mean, uh, it, it's gonna sound like an excuse, but uh, you know I struggle also with my schedule, and uh, I'm working on on that uh, book, uh, little booklet called um, "In Search of the Universal Church." I have just like 20% of progress, and it's been a while, to be honest with you. And I'm translating that material because we don't have that much material on church doctrine in the uh, you know Spanish-speaking uh, world. So, in other words, you cannot find that material in Spanish. It's very difficult. 
But here is the thing. As I was working on this message and thinking about how to reach others, I received the newspaper, and again, it's a blessing. And I thought, it's great that we continue, you know, edifying the people of God and sending all these papers and reading these articles, and it's great, a lot of meat, a lot of doctrine there, and that's great. And I, and I wondered, you know, and, and I applied that question to myself. Okay, that's for the people of God, and it's great. We need to continue doing that. But the question is, and how are we reaching those that do not know the Lord? How? Are we just too much concerned for us? And again, don't, don't take me in the wrong way. I appreciate a lot that, and I have benefited a lot, you know, from others uh, man, ministry, and, and books, and doc, doctrinal articles, and teaching. That's great. We need to continue doing that. But what is our seal to reach others? Are we using, utilizing the resources that the Lord has given us to do that work? Are we witnesses unto the Lord? Because that's the commandment. Ye shall be witnesses unto me. I don't know about you and how you feel, but I feel that I fall short frequently in that area and I struggle a lot. You know why? It's especially because in the world that we're living, to be politically correct everywhere is a challenge. But listen to me. The commandment has not changed and the Word of God has not changed. You know, I was thinking the other day that if we believe that we have... Uh, a difficult atmosphere you will to reach out to others. Can you uh, consider and can you think about the struggles that the apostles and the first disciples went through? As a matter of fact, the book of Acts, you know, is filled with, you know, examples. They even exposed their lives, brothers and sisters, for doing the work of the Lord. Trying to teach, you know, very religious people getting in the synagogue to preach the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? That you're not talking to someone that uh, intellectually is not uh, uh, ignorant of the Word of God? Can you imagine? You're trying to witness to a Jewish person, person that is strong in the reading of the Scripture and all that. And not only that, but that they resisted and then they got violent. The Lord has put us here and has put us in, in this uh, time and this age, you know. And we have our own challenges and struggles just like they did. And we need to be determined to be witnesses unto the Lord. Because... That's his commandment. Because we say that we believe the Great Commission. And we say that we believe and we have a great balance in doctrine. That we believe the sovereignty of God in the salvation of man. And that we believe also the responsibility of man. Yet, we struggle a lot in the practice. I hope... Um, it doesn't sound, you know, like I don't care much about doctrine because 
uh, I enjoy studying doctrine, and that's one of the concerns with the people that we're teaching over the phone. But having sound doctrine is not enough. We have to be concerned for the souls. We have to be witnesses unto the Lord. And it's not 100% because of them, you know, that, that they need the gospel. It is part of it. We have to have compassion because we were like that before someone reached out to us with the gospel. But in the end, even if everybody is very mean to us and rude when we try to share the gospel, it is okay. We still need to do the Lord's work because that's his commandment to us. Because that's for his honor and glory. In John, the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, uh, I want to read very quick a few um, verses where we see that immediately the disciples, they were directed, pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and then they started uh, witnessing, witnessing uh, to be a witness uh, unto on, on uh, the Lord um, telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ in John chapter 1, verse 35 and 37, 35 through 37. What we see here is John the Baptist in verse 35. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, behold, the Lamb of God He is directing people to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is being a witness unto the Lord. And then in verse 37, and the two disciples heard him speak and they follow Jesus. And then we can see in um, verse uh, 40, 40 through 42, one of the two which heard John speak and follow him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother, Simon, and said unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. So you see the point here. John the Baptist pointing or directing his disciples to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then one of these that came to the Lord now um, uh, sharing that with his own brothers. It's always challenging, right, to witness to our family members, extended family. But let me tell you something to try to encourage you a little bit on it. When they start noticing that we, in fact, have conviction about the things of the Lord, they start changing slowly. Only my brother, who is a missionary in the border, and myself, we are the only two Christians in that large family. So we continue to pray for them. But listen, in the beginning, it was very hard even to pray and say graces for the food, you know, when we were visiting and things like that. You know, I don't know if on, pur on purpose or something, but trying to pray and someone just, you know, making a lot of noise, moving stuff and things like that. But 
you know, a few months or years later, uh, they didn't touch the food until we say graces, you know. Small steps like that, we, we need to, to see, we need to stay on it, press on and ask the Lord for grace. <clears throat> um, many examples like that in the scripture. Now we see in verse uh, 41, there in the same chapter, uh, again, uh, he, um, uh, Andrew shared that with um, uh, his brother, and um, uh, he shared that he found the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, and brought him to Jesus. And then we see in verse uh, 43 that the Lord actually, Jesus, found um, their uh, Philip. And then you see that in verse 45, Philip finded uh, Nathaniel and said unto him, we have, we have found of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. You see, he's presenting him as the Messiah, according to the scriptures. And, and so forth, we, we see, we're not going to go there because of time constraint, but you may remember even the Samaritan woman, you know, that she started telling others, you know, about the Lord Jesus Christ. I found a man that, you know, is a prophet, and he told me everything I have done in my life, you know. And um, we see that. So, so let us remember, in order to be a witness unto the Lord, we have to be disciples first of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once that we are disciples, we have the power that He promised, His Holy Spirit on us, with the purpose to give Him glory and to press on to be witnesses unto Him. And then, something that is very, very important is that there may be times when it is true, it will be difficult to share a word of the uh, gospel, you know, with another person. But we have to be careful that we are witnesses with our life, the way that we conduct ourselves in any area of our lives. It does business, it does school, it does the community, wherever we go. Be a witness with your own life in Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. It's a beautiful passage of the scripture there, a great passage of the scripture in Titus chapter 2. I'm not going to read uh, everything because of time constraint, but... Um, when you have the chance, read that chapter of Titus, chapter two. You know what? The, you know why? Because the the um, the apostle Paul is sort of uh, telling everyone different areas that we have to be careful with. And at the end of the day, the message there is: Hey, uh, be careful with your life. Sanctify yourself to the Lord. Uh, he, you know, he he even addresses, you know, uh, in verse 2, that the aged man be sober. So, brothers and sisters, seniors today, <laughs> there's still word for you here. In verse 3, the aged women likewise. Verse 4, that they 
may teach the young women. And then in verse um, 5, it says to be discreet, chaste, uh, uh, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husband, uh, husbands. And then it says at the end that the word of God be not blasphemed. You know, let me tell you a little story very quick. When I was doing college, I was not a believer yet. A good number of us, and I'm guilty of that, you know, uh, we uh, uh, mock and laugh about one man there that he said that he was a Christian, you know. And everyone referred to him as the brother, you know. But you know what? He was very good on cheating, you know, in, in, in the exams and the quizzes and all that. He was famous for that, you know. He on purpose got very close to the window during the exams that were given and made sure that the window was open. We didn't have air conditioning units, you know, in the uh, schoolroom, uh, in the uh, classroom, I'm sorry. Um, and, you know, previously he talked to someone else, so they gave the exam, so they, he made a copy, handwritten copy immediately and sent it through the window to someone that was outside so that that person could actually, you know, uh, provide the answers. You see what I'm talking about? You shall be witnesses unto me with our life, with our life. You never know. I told you about my testimony a little bit. Brother Hector uh, got my attention because of the way that he conducted himself. And then uh, in verse uh, um uh, 10, again, it says, not pruning, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. That they may adorn the doctrine of God. So we see there. And then it closes here, um, saying, you know, in verse 11, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men. And look what grace is teaching teaches us, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And look at verse 14, how, how it closes there. Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous, zealous of good works. So I don't think that verse needs much explanation. You know, it's very straightforward. The Lord saves us by His grace with a purpose that we may give Him glory with our lives and that we may be witnesses unto Him, unto the Lord. So be a witness with your own life. And finally, let us say this. The places or areas where to be a witness unto the Lord are unlimited. There is no limit for that. Based on what we have studied, that we can be a witness with our own life or that we can directly, you know, share the gospel with people and based on the commandment of the Lord, what he's telling us, going back to our main text in that verse 8, he's telling us, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. 
And then what he says, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria. And we may think, you know, at this point, well, you know, I'm not there. I'm not in Jerusalem. I have never been to Judea and probably I will never make it. Yes, but look at the last statement. And unto the uttermost part of the earth. Have we gotten there yet? Uh, and not only that, but our Jerusalem and our Judea, our Samaria, is the place where the Lord has put us. Our community, this country, our family. While we are on this earth, we have a job to do, a commandment to fulfill, to be a witness unto our Lord and Savior. It is great that we have still some zeal and desire to do missionary work, sending missionaries, supporting missionaries is great and must be done. But what about this country? Do you agree that America has become a huge missionary field? You know what? There's a great need of the gospel out there. Some people, the new generations, have not been exposed to the gospel at all. Others have never been exposed to the true gospel. They are growing with the teachings of the televangelists. That just positivity message and wealth in the gospel of prosperity, like they call it. We need to put some efforts. We need to reconsider. We need to reach out in our community, your work, our work, our family. Let me tell you some of the things that um, can be done because we may be thinking and saying, hey, we want to do it, but it's very hard. It may get just to the point that you have gospel tracks ready in your pocket every time that you go out. And that when you go to a restaurant or you go to somewhere else, whatever, you know, whatever business you're doing, it may be that the only opportunity that you have is to leave that gospel track there. But it would not even burden at all. You know, sometimes I get a little upset with myself when I take my wife to um, Walmart or that I have to go to Walmart for the groceries and the day-to-day -day activities. And then I realize that I don't have, you know, uh, gospel tracks that I don't even have on my car, you know. I use rental car frequently, and, and just like uh, last week, I went to Walmart, and then I thought, oh, I have my gospel tracks here. And then when I got to the parking lot, and then, oh, I drive in a rental car. I don't have those here with me. What I'm trying to tell you is that it starts with preparing the heart and be ready, have readiness to, to see where the Lord is going to open doors. But it would never concern, we don't even, we have not seen a gospel track in a long period of time, and we don't have one, you know, in our home, and we have never had one in our pocket ready to give that away, to pass it on. I think we really need to consider, we need to reconsider our lives. 
are we really willing to to you know to to be a witness unto the Lord? Forgive me if I uh, take you here to the edge on this, but as an outsider, you will. It gives my impression that many Christians in this country are more concerned to resolve all the issues via politicians, politics, and, and some other stuff, you know. To me as a Christian, that is sad. May the Lord help us. What is our confidence? What is our conviction? Are we willing to be witnesses unto the Lord? Or that has been in the past somewhere, if he was ever there, you know. And again, I understand, you know, it may be hard, you know, to go door-to-door -door evangelism, things like that. I think it's still possible at least just to hang, you know, something on the door. Uh, if it is against the law to put something on, on you know, the mailbox, uh, you, I mean... I have seen too many things, you know, people knocking on my door just to offer some services, to offer something, you know. But there are different ways, and we have to come up with a way to to at least, you know, and have that uh, heart to, to be willing to be witnesses unto the Lord. Let us reach out. Let us ask the Lord to help us to fulfill our duty. Let us ask the Lord to help us to have a tender heart. To have a tender heart to, to, to reach others. To be compassionate about those that are without Christ. And to have a tender heart to be obedient to the commandment of the Lord. The Apostle Paul, you may remember what he said, uh, you know, in regards to this um, subject. He said, so as much as it in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. In Romans chapter 1 verse 15. And then you may remember also what he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 16. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Yes, he was a preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we are Christians. We are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the commandment is to be witnesses unto the Lord. May he help us, may he give us a heart to, to uh, obey him and to reach out to others. Thank you for your attention. May God bless.